Hello and welcome to episode number 231 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. Going? Not bad man, not bad. I'm I'm a little bit more sober than last week. Yeah, I'm definitely more sober. <laughs> yeah, I'd forgot about that. That was just a, a whole mess. I'm curious, like, I I had to listen back to some of it while I was editing. I was just like, oh, dear. <laughs> this yeah, is I, remember, I remember just, like, the next day thinking, I really hope that that, that recording didn't <laughs> didn't work. Like, if, we, if, we, if we're going to lose an episode, that's, that's one I wouldn't mind losing. <laughs> yeah, I was really thankful that, like, it was a movie that I didn't enjoy at the end, you know, which I'm never thankful yeah. for. But um, that was one of the ones. Like, oh, I'm really glad this wasn't, like, mid summer we were talking about to be the shit I remember face. trolling you or thinking that I was going to troll you by saying I liked the movie and then ended up doing talking about it for 10 minutes like I did like the movie yeah, and then realized yeah, that I never did up, troll. Yeah. No, you yeah, loved it mate right. you said it was better than upgrade I think at one point um but uh I remember no. like after the show I was like hang on my troll I I, I ended up just, yourself, I never I, I never I never actually gave the reveal <laughs> well let's move on because that was just a whole mess um but we got another I'm on a little bit of whiskey today <laughs> i can tell um but i'm just on i'm just on the one uh drink tonight um but yeah we are here to discuss synchronic um which is a new movie that came out in the past week so that's why we're talking about it um and also some more cool stuff later on i have seen an 80s classic for the first time in the past week nice. um which i'll be talking about at the end of the show maybe we'll get around to some of that uh mcu goodness as well but uh first i news. saw a 70s classic as well did you nice yeah um, but not for the first time stay tuned um mm. but yeah kind of kicking the news off this is like a weird one at the start um it's about searching a movie that we have talked about Ooh. on the show but we didn't do a show on um a movie that we very much both enjoyed and obviously that kickstarted why we wanted to see run um obviously you guys know all that story one of our favorite movies of 2020 check it out if you haven't already um but we don't know what the director, Anish, who directed both Searching and Run, is doing um, next. But we do know that there is going to be a sequel to Searching, um, which is a pretty odd one. Not one that I expected, mm-hmm. really. So Deadline's reporting um, that uh, Will Merrick and Nick Johnson will direct a sequel um, for Sony. Um, they were apparently part of the editorial team of the first movie. So they were involved in the first movie, but obviously not writing or directing. Um, and yeah, apparently the film will tell a different story from the original, which is the quote, a weird quote, because I like to hope so. It's not a remake. Um, and uh, I, I does say we'll be, oh, so okay, so writing the script based on a story by um, Anish, the writer of the first movie. So he is somewhat involved. Um, but yeah, it just says that uh, the plot is still under wraps, but it's a new set of characters. Um, that's basically it, really. I mean, obviously, we loved that movie. I think at the time it was very much like this is, you know, great and didn't need a sequel for sure. Mm-hmm. And obviously this is a sequel in the sense of picking up that story, but it's very much just like a that type of movie, I guess. Um, well, I think it's a bad analogy because the 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 second version was so good, but it's um it's unfriended and unfriended dark web. Yeah. where they just they just latching onto an ip and then and then telling different story but because it can be called searching colon hmm. the lost tapes you know it can people will gravitate towards it and yeah i i don't like it uh, i i think you know obviously when it gets announced and we find out the plot i'll judge the movie but as just a, a project uh, i i don't like the sound of it i think you know just just make a movie and call it what you want to call it and make it good and we'll watch it 
Yeah, but, you bringing you know, up Dark Web has got me more excited for this because <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh yeah, that's yeah, a great that's why, example. <laughs> yeah, that's why I said it was. It's not a good example because of how <laughs> that's good a great that example. Is, but, um, <laughs> you know, because I yeah, but I I feel like search. Well, to be fair, if if it improves upon uh, searching like Dark Web did the first Unfriended, then hell yeah. Well, yeah, that's the yeah, that is, fantastic. I was going to say, yeah, that is a clear distinction to make. You're absolutely mm. right. It's like yeah. uh, we neither of us liked the first Unfriended at, at no. all, whereas Dark Web is one of our favorites. So, um, but yeah, this is a weird one. Obviously, just like searching to me was this cool little hit that, like, if you know it, you know it. But it wasn't some huge breakout. So the no, idea I, of like needing to attach that name is weird to me. Yeah, but um, what the fuck was Unfriended? True, but that was like I'm sure that made more money than Searching did. But regardless, like I do see that point for sure. Um, mm. But yeah, as far as you know, another one of those types of movies. Hell yeah, like mm. we love those types of movies. What I find interesting as well is in this Deadline article, they're reporting it as um, a part of the screen life subgenre. Um, so that is what they are dubbing these types of movies um, that I guess play out on a screen. Um, I what do you what do you make of that as the name? Because we've kind of skirted around. What do we call these movies? You know, kind of I like the <laughs> I, I hate this as well. <laughs> yeah, I know it's I not mean, they're not always horror movies, but I love the kind of social media horror. Like to me, that was a way yeah. easier way of determining what it, what that meant. Um, yeah, I think it's you know it's difficult. You know, how do you describe something like Spree? As like you know because it's not just it's not fan footage it's something different than mm. that um you know but but yeah what what was the term again screen life screen life yeah i like I just... the idea of screen being in there because mm. obviously then it is very much like oh, okay it's you know you see a desktop or you yeah. see like a phone but why yeah it's, I mean, it's even weird. if it was like live screen you know mm. like instead of life but mm. uh, yeah I, I don't know but whatever we've got a term for it i guess <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the enthusiasm i like um i, mean, I can't i can't be too offended <laughs> no <laughs> there's plenty more things to be offended about yeah. like not calling the movie five cream um yeah <laughs> but uh you had it right there guys um moving on um this next one's a pretty interesting one kind of uh, it's part of this whole slate of these warner bros pictures movies that have obviously been talked about a lot this year obviously the hbo max thing has kind of dominated the headlines um mm. pretty much with like i guess the four big ones really that kind of they're attached to that's kind of relevant for our audiences godzilla versus kong um, mortal kombat uh, malignant and then the conjuring free uh, they're mm. kind of like the, the the four movies that we know apparently all coming this year it's all part of that hbo max deal you guys know the deal um but obviously godzilla versus kong is one that has been teased a lot you know we've really not seen hardly anything about this movie which is supposed right. to be a big deal like it's the first time ever that these two characters have been on screen in a america right yeah adam wingard directing mm. um but yeah like it's the first time obviously for an american uh produced film and mm. so like that is a big deal mm. um but yeah, this yeah is actually... and, and they've kind of got what is there three movies in anticipation this will be the fourth oh what you if mean not... it's part of the same sort of canon yeah yeah uh, this is the third one because they did two is godzillas it... and then they did kong skull island um so yeah, this, is so this will be the fourth yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so that's that's you know quite a build-up as well like as yeah. far as these things go i mean they, they've they've managed to you know hold it in longer than dc ever have <laughs> yeah true yeah, they haven't um, quite gone marvel with it but yeah and so but yeah so 
basically people have been saying they're wanting a trailer for a lot of these films actually all mm. four of the ones that i've um, just mentioned um mm. but godzilla versus kong has got a new release date and it's actually moved up two months so it mm. was coming out in may it's now scheduled for march 26 nice. um so very soon and yeah we kind of got we got our first images and we did get a very short like five second clip i don't know if you've seen it doing the rounds where it's like kong punching godzilla square in the face um nice. which is pretty cool That's and yeah and it was kind of Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's all I need. Like, I don't want to see any more from this movie. Um, Not that I'm, like, insanely hyped for it, because we've discussed how, like, the last Godzilla movie was just mm. not good. Or the one before that. I have a question that. for you, though. It, Go is, on. Is this, is this a fight? Like, um, for, people, I don't know. for people that, you know, are into this, because, you know, like, the whole Freddy versus Jason thing. Mm. But, like, I mean, I look at the two... <laughs> and and may, maybe I'm just getting my scaling of Kong wrong. But well, I that, just... No, that's not that's not you, your fault. They've changed the scaling of Kong a million times to make this a fair fight. Because <laughs> yeah, I'm like, how big has Kong got to be to stand a chance? And even then, like, Godzilla breathes like fire lightning bolts, doesn't he? Like... Yeah, he, yeah. It's it's <laughs> not a fair fight in the slightest. They have made Kong roughly about twelve times bigger in the new films. Um, he's like the size of a city now, whereas before it was like you know he was yeah, what, he was 50 about Jack Black size. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Jack Black on a good day, like it was. It was funny, um, but yeah, they've obviously changed that. But yeah, no, I'm with you. Like it's God- Godzilla seems like he could just step on Kong at any point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's. It's an interesting one, but yeah, that's kind of part of it, and then kind of part of the same news story really is that we we did get again another one of these cool highlight reels. Like a lot of these companies have been going hard this year. We talked about Netflix and their whole tease uh, for a lot of different horror movies and how they're um, they're saying that there's going to be a new original movie every week. Um, Shudder did something similar as well, but they're promising at least one new Shudder original every month, which is really cool. Um, and then yeah, it's kind of a part of this HBO Max thing. They have shown off the first images of these movies. Um, it seems like as well, Mortal Kombat trailer is right around the corner. Um, but yeah, kind of the Conjuring Free was a was a we saw an image for that, and we saw the first image of Malignant, um, which was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, Malignant is the one for me that's like standing out here the most because they've been juggling around these release dates um godzilla in march mortal kombat in april the conjuring in june malignant still doesn't have a date um obviously got pulled last june and we <laughs> since june last year this movie's been done or before that obviously and we just still don't know when this movie's actually coming out like it could be out tomorrow or it could be out halloween like we just don't know um so i just really hope that we get to hear more about that one man because i just can't wait i just need some of these films um but it's all cool though it seems like at least it's it's things are happening um and just hopefully our cinemas will actually be open so we can enjoy these films um i think i think yeah i mean my biggest hope is at least we'll only get them like 21 days after america yeah that's a good way of looking at it really yeah <laughs> yeah that's kind of happened with the the wonder woman stuff hasn't it that's kind of common yeah. demand now and it's like yeah 21 days like we are used to i mean remember that lighthouse wait like we used to way worse than 21 yeah, days exactly so it, might, yeah, it seems like and it seems like there is some way to at least get it in some sort of stupid premium mm. download i saw that like i could pay 20 quid to watch wonder woman right <laughs> yeah they'll always they'll always yeah. do that yeah i was like um, strong path <laughs> um this next one is a weird one it's a announcement of a blu-ray coming to the uk um which is always exciting I'm for us, obviously. Yeah, so it's it's always that bit of sweet because I like to put it in there because it's like oh, I appreciate them doing the UK stuff, 
but not like this. Um, so we discussed last year that kind of that I Know What You Did Last Summer trilogy that came out late last year um, mm. and how bare bones it was. Um, mm. So it came by, by way of 88 films. Um, they seem to be, well, again, they, they're doing a release of Urban Legend. Um, so it's okay. a trilogy. Um, so again, they're going in that same era of kind of late nineties, early noughties slashers. Um, they're bringing the trilogy to Blu-ray apparently for the first time yeah, in the UK. Third one's never had a Blu-ray. <laughs> no, I, I was like, oh, there's a third one. Um, yeah, <laughs> having a quick glance. At, of course, you have. Um, having a quick glance at this, it very much looks like the other one it seems like free blu-rays chucked in a sleeve and with no new extras no new kind of let's look back at the impact of urban legend 20 years later or anything like that and it's disappointing um yeah i mean it's not it's not surprising for me um that they're doing that because um i was just going to double check i'm almost certain that uh, i can't be bothered to check but i'm almost certain that 88 films did the all of the puppet master movies that I was right. thinking of <laughs> yeah. when, I was, when I was deep. Oh, so you're the it. problem. That's why they're able to do yeah. get away with it. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, uh, 88 films, puppet master, puppet master one, puppet, <laughs> puppet master two, puppet master three. Yeah. Nice. So it's me. Um, <laughs> so do you know what I mean? Like we, we've got like, obviously we talk a lot about uh, Arrow, mm. uh, but we've got um, what is it? Second, um, second sight. Second sight with the Dawn of the Dead and their mm. sick stuff. But then even like even people like Eureka that did Troll yeah, and the sick stuff like that. Um, but eighty eight, I was trying to think. Was there another one like five hundred and one or something like that? I think that have done yeah. some good stuff. But like, yeah, the eighty eight films. The only stuff I've seen is when they're kind of packaging up these kind of cheaper horror IP and just just putting them out. And they don't. They're very feature light. Hmm. um you know i might be very wrong but that's my experience yeah like the puppet master thing's interesting because if it is these weirder more obscure movies that are just coming out on blu-ray that's cool because that serves a purpose of like if you can get those before that's great but i think stuff like this when you're saying you know oh it's the trilogy and it's coming back and it is you know there is like over 20 years since that original movie and to not have any sort of look back on it it just i don't yeah. know it seems disappointing to me and obviously we are but it's the same again well. like we're we're odd because that was our height of discovery so mm. like urban legend is a movie that we quite fondly look at and i know what he did last summer is but how seminal are those movies and especially kind of like the trilogy well that's the whole point of, of this why, why do it if not like that is well that's that is... what i mean though i think it's more like that puppet master like the fact that a blu-ray now exists for urban legend is probably it probably didn't have one before mm. whereas if you're going to put out dawn of the dead or the thing or carrie you know that there are you know you have to add something else to it oh yeah but like i've got you know Doom asylum on arrow like it's i, I get oh, i see yeah. the, i 100% see the point you're making of like these movies aren't revered in the same way as the big yeah. arrow races 100% but also you can care as much about a movie as you want to care about it and arrow clearly care mm. about the smaller releases um if charles band owns 88 film then i then i understand it all <laughs> that yes. fucking guy <laughs> um, and then you're yeah, lastly in the news. This is a pretty fun one. This was one that I was on the fence about whether or not to include it in the news because I had already seen this prior last week. And I was like, do I include this? And I was like, sometimes I like throwing on trailers to force you to watch because it can be a laugh. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And then one Cody came in on Twitter, um, saved the day really, and made the answer for me. Because he he said, uh, did you guys check out the Willy's Wonderland trailer? What were your thoughts? We are buzzing for that film over here. Um, so yeah, kind of in the news this week, there is a trailer for a movie 
<laughs> called Willy's Wonderland, um, which launches launches worldwide February 12th. So just around the corner, this one. Haven't got haven't got wee ages for this one if you're excited. And yeah, the new trailer dropped, starring one and one Nick Cage. Um what, what did you make of this trailer? Uh it's fucking great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I don't know what my problem with Nick Cage is. I was going to say, is this going to be another Vince Vaughn thing? (laughs) No, because I feel like I need to get past it. Because Nick Cage has never... I was trying to think, like, what moment did Nick Cage offend me? And Mm. I I don't know whether it was. I don't know whether it was just, like, a a breaking down over the years. But, like, I love Con Air. Mm. Like, I love that movie. And, like, you know, I've seen him in other stuff, right? And, like, but I can't ever, you know, he's never really offended me. He's just, he's just like, yeah, exactly. He's just like a guy that I just kind of don't like. But mm. in recent years, he's done these kind of crazy horror movies. You know, obviously that Mandy was the big one. And, mm. um, you know, he, he's sticking around in the genre. And, you know, I, I'm just trying to not let him offend me because I think, like, it, you know he is funny and and can work and and like I say a lot of, I saw this trailer and the trailer looked fun. It looked like Five Nights at Freddy's mixed with um, uh, Happy Death Day. <laughs> you know which <laughs> you know why 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 would you not want to do that? <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting one. Like when I heard the plot synopsis for it, I was like, oh, okay, and kind of I saw the images and saw kind of what the the threat looks like these kind of animatronic things that obviously look very much like five nights at freddy's and yeah not to go too deep into it especially for people that have no idea what this is i can't even be bothered to explain what that video game <laughs> franchise is but like i have my thoughts on that it's fine if you like it but i'm not going to go into it and so i was like okay this probably isn't for me and then i, I did watch the trailer and was pleasantly surprised like the, it was a fun trailer mm. I, I thought it looked funny um it looked fun i it looked like nick cage was having a lot of fun which i was really digging in the trailer and it looked like it was it was was self-aware and tongue-in-cheek enough for me to enjoy mm-hmm. it it wasn't like very like the things that i hate about that franchise you know it looked way more yeah. fun to me I so think as well, I'm like, a, a self-aware nick cage does mm. make sense you yeah know, like like it's exactly what vince vaughn did yeah um you know recently so yeah i'm i'm down for this like when when this popped up and yeah i, I kind of rolled my eyes initially because you know, not I. I wasn't the biggest Mandy fan. You know, it, it was. It, you know, I didn't hate the movie, but it was just a, a bit too weird for me. Whereas this one seems weird, but in a way that I can wrap my head around. It's more funny hmm. than just than just super weird. Yeah. Um, and as we found out, like right now, I'm just I, I'm just all about you know having a laugh. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and enjoying things and not taking things too seriously, and that's what this movie looks like. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, and like I say, it is just around the corner, which I do think, I joke about it, but I think that's a good thing. If this was like, oh, it's coming in November, I would just completely forget it was even a thing. Well, and I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you, like, you know, I was pretty quiet when you were talking about the Warner Brothers and HBO stuff, because mm. I just can't think about movies like <laughs> Malignant, where we don't have a, we don't have a sniff of a release date, let alone <laughs> like all of these like ridiculous oh, it's moved forward two months, it's moved back two months. Like, mm. it's just, it just gets out of hand for me where I, yeah. I, I feel it's ill if I think about it too much. Yeah. Whereas, like, something like this, we know we're going to see this in a few weeks. Mm. Like, the, you know, it's an on-demand release, release. It's a worldwide release. So I'm like, oh, okay, I could actually look forward to this and see it when I think I can, which, which is, like, a big deal for me right now. So what you're saying is you're more excited <clears throat> for this than you are malignant. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, we'll leave it at that. Um, I hope you enjoyed that one, Cody. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for the news this week. Shall we talk about this week's film? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about Synchronic. 
So yeah, this was a really interesting one, actually, because again, it's one that I don't think we've really mentioned on the show um, before. Uh, could be wrong. Um, but this was yeah, on my uh, radar ages ago. I, I think it got its kind of aired at festivals late 2019. <clears throat> and mm-hmm. obviously it's like the horror websites that I frequent. It was like, oh, I got rave reviews. You know, I had some recognizable actors in it, which we'll get to. And was like, and it's like this weird sci-fi film. And I was like, okay, definitely earmark that. Like I do so many different films. And yeah, like a lot of films last year, kind of didn't hear about it for a, a very long stretch of time. And then kind of it was getting a small theatrical release in the States last year. Um, but I remember there was actually a bit of a hoopla about it where the directors themselves, um, I think on Twitter, I could be wrong, but I hope this is correct, were basically saying, because they were in the camp of, it's not safe to go outside right now, you know, like don't mm. go outside unless it's essential. Um, and they were kind of against it being like, we wish this was just out on demand all so where, so everyone can see it at the same time. You know, we're saying like, as much as we love you for supporting our movie, thank you very much. Like we don't want you to go out and see this at the theater right now. Um, yeah. I is, remember it was messed up. Yeah. Which I is think totally that was when, we first, when we did speak about that. I think. Right. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, this was definitely on my radar. We, we didn't get a sniff of it in the UK regardless. And <laughs> then like, I, and, but I knew that it, it was doesn't, matter, it doesn't matter how open our cinemas are. <laughs> um so yeah but i knew it was coming early 2021 and it is now Mm -hmm. out everywhere so i was very much excited for it and i think the only other thing worth saying kind of prior going in is that the the two dual directors on this one um justin benson and aaron moorhead um kind of they did a big movie a couple of years back called the endless which at the time of release i believe it was 2017 when it came out um was obviously a big year for us there was an insane amount of horror releases and that was very much in the place or at least i was of oh, it, was, it was sat there for so long wasn't yeah it? it was always on the back burner and it was always like okay we have this that's very sci-fi or we have a more traditional horror film and we would always lean towards the horror stuff like we always have done and obviously yeah. back then we had so many movies to choose from and i think now kind of my like my thought process going into 2021 is very much beggars can't be choosers and it's <laughs> yeah. a case of and that that's not a slight on any movie but it's more if there's a cool sounding movie regardless of if it's like even just a slightly bit genre we're just going to watch it and obviously we did that with possessor which was very horror but also still very sci-fi um and i kind of knew going in with synchronic i did not expect a horror movie i fully expected a sci-fi movie but because it sounded cool i was perfectly fine with that Um, yeah i think that's it like this movie is um labeled as a horror movie on like imdb on mm. their like million filters that they have one of them is horror movie and like yeah definitely i think for us to be talking about this on a horror podcast i think as horror fans listening to this like should know straight out that like this is not a horror movie um I, i don't think in any way this is a horror movie for me um, no, like for me, this, it's, this is it's... a sci-fi movie with drama. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some scenes of violence in it, but then mm. like, you know, is is Terminator Two a horror movie because he, you know, there's violence in that. Yeah, hundred percent. I I agree with that statement. I think people need Bring to shot kind of... everyone. I mentioned Terminator. <laughs> yes, it was very early this week. Um, yeah. It's um, I, like I've always said. You know, I hate the conversation. I get it that we're a horror podcast, but I always hate labeling movies, whatever. But I'm I'm with you. That like this is science fiction drama, hundred percent. Um, and yeah. and I'm glad it was. But um, the only other thing worth mentioning as well is the we have seen something that these guys have directed. Um, last year they directed an episode Ooh, of we? the Twilight Zone. Oh, okay. Um, it was, was it? Episode, it was indeed they mostly um, were 
Yeah, exactly. Uh, it was one of my favorites. It was either my favorite or my second favorite episode entitled Eight, which was about the kind of crazy killer octopus, um, <laughs> nice. which was just awesome. And, they, and again, mental, crazy, weird sci-fi, which I feel like these guys are already known for now. Um, and I absolutely loved that. And so that was kind of another reason why I was excited for this film. Um, but yeah, what is this film like actually about? Oh, mate, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, What's going yeah. on? Yeah, again, like... um possessor in some ways, where there's a lot of world building happening here for a second. Yeah, so our two kind of lead characters, which I don't... Have have we touched upon that it's kind of... Um, no. Anthony Mackie, i.e. Uh, Falcon from mm-hmm. the uh, Marvel movies, and uh, was it Jamie Dornman? Uh, Dornan? Dornan, something like that. Uh, obviously from the one and only Fifty Shades movies, <laughs> which I'm sure, you know, there's a big crossover with oh, our yeah. podcast. Um <laughs> And, and yeah, those two are um, lovers. No, no, they're not lovers. <laughs> they're, um, they're two New Orleans uh, paramedics, and they um, are kind of like these lifelong friends who um, are now these paramedics. And um, they they seem to only deal with uh, drug-related um, <laughs> kind of uh uh, cases where mm. um, their ambulance seems to only get called to people that are OD'd on drugs or have b- killed themselves doing drugs. Um, but basically, yeah, they they are kind of called to a series of these um, deaths, stroke kind of people being messed up because of this specific designer drug, uh, the one and only Synchrotic um and uh no synchronic (laughs) (laughs) synchrocity and um stupid drug and um they didn't have that cool sci-fi word that they made up right oh i just don't care (laughs) Uh, and um yeah and, and so they they kind of they end up getting kind of drawn into the world of this drug and kind of figuring out what this drug is all about and its kind of effects and why people are kind of taking it so much um i guess like this movie is a tough one really because mm-hmm. again like we get to 50 minutes in this movie and then like what i've said is the setup and then 50 minutes into this movie you actually get what this movie is about and i'm yeah. kind of cautious to not necessarily go into that um because what i've just described to you there isn't really that sci-fi mm-hmm. like there's a new drug going around i mean you know yeah the drug causes uh, very sci-fi things to happen. We we can yeah. maybe go into it again. I don't. What what? How, how, can you pull up like IMDb and see what it says? Because I've not seen a trailer for this or anything, so I don't know. I mean, the poster um, to me kind of tells what the movie's about, but I don't really want to say what it is in case. Yeah, I mean, the, I don't know. The poster does really, but mm-hmm. I guess it does. It has a tagline, doesn't it? Yeah, um, the tagline. Time is an illusion. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, their lives are ripped apart. Two Orleans paramedics' lives are ripped apart after they encounter a series of horrific deaths linked to a designer drug with bizarre and otherworldly effects. Okay, so they don't specify what it is, so we won't no. for now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, that's as far as we're going to go with the plot. Mm. Yeah, which is always difficult. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, th- this movie for me kind of it opens with a very weird scene. Um, it's the super trippy, drugged up sequence, basically to kind of easily explain it. You don't really know what's going on. Yeah, I was um, not happy when this movie opened up. Yeah, I was. You know, we've seen a few of these movies now. I don't even want to bring them up, but like these movies that are very drug heavy and kind of like, oh, it's this weird trippy thing where a bunch of mental shits happening and then the movie ends. And mm. I just, yeah, we're not in for that. Um, we like a bit more substance, and so I was kind of like, oh, I hope. I really hope this isn't one of those movies. Um, and thankfully it wasn't. Um, but it was just that opening scene of like, what the hell is going on? I was like, these are really cool. Um, you know, visuals like environments are kind of merging into one another. And like suddenly someone who was sitting on a couch is now like in a swamp and like all these weird visuals that looked really cool. But I just had no idea what any of it meant other than like, has these characters off their faces? Um, and so then we meet our two main characters and like you say for the next sort of 20 to 30 minutes it is just getting to know these two people um and getting to know all about their lives and i found it thoroughly fascinating i was kind of immediately drawn into the drama of this so much um like these two lead characters to me were so well written and kind of how they are this perfect polar opposites to one another um, but also best friends yeah, like it just—it it, it, it seems like on paper, if you if you say it, it kind of feel like a bit too stereotypical, right? Of like, as mm-hmm. these two dudes, they're you know they grew up in college together, and now one of them has got a family and settled down, whereas whereas the other one stayed a bit of a ladies' man, and they they they're both kind of envious of one another at certain times of the week. I mean, I um, mean, it's literally Lethal Weapon and Bad Boys. <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's, it's been done. What it is, like, yeah, yeah. it's um, been done, but it's fun. Like, yeah, that is fun it, because. You know, you always want what you can't have. The playboy wants a family mm. and the family man wants a playboy life. You know, that just, is kind yeah. of the juxtaposition that, that you get often. And, and you know, it is entertaining. And especially with two very good actors. Mm. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I just fully believed it as well. Like, I really mm. thought there was a struggle within both of them to kind of figure out what they wanted in life. And mm. I thought that the, all the themes about this movie, not even getting into the sci-fi stuff just yet, like really resonated with me. Kind of like there's a lot of questions about your certain path on you're choosing on life are you doing the right thing is it all worthwhile in the end and all of that stuff your own value of your own life like i really just liked what they were doing with those two characters so kind of like within the first sort of 30 minutes of this movie i was fully invested in these two uh, these two guys and kind of like it was sprinkled in these cool moments of oh they're experiencing these horrific either accidents or you know deaths or people that are really messed up and i'm kind of like oh, okay this is some gruesome stuff that's really quite graphic um and that's where it was kind of pulling me in on the horror aspect of it and then like the sci-fi stuff very much kicks in as like a third wheel where you're like you've already got the drama set up and then you've got some graphic stuff and then the sci-fi kind of kicks in mm. um which again it's hard to kind of not talk about later without <clears throat> spoiling but yeah i was thoroughly invested in these characters so so much and then once you do get the sci-fi element it is something that i'm a big fan of this kind of use of sci-fi um and kind of once we got to that halfway point of the movie that was when i was like okay this movie's got me now like i already like the way it's being shot i think it's going at a pace i really love all the characters you've established the acting is phenomenal all around and really believable and now you're adding this really cool sci-fi twist to the mix um so i just thoroughly enjoyed it and then yeah all the sci-fi stuff i thought was really well done um visually really really um impressive for a movie that i'm sure doesn't have the biggest budget budget um and at times reminded me actually of freaks is the movie that reminded Mm. me of like it's weird because a lot of its themes are very different 
Um, but it was just, it reminded me of, oh, here's this small kind of, I guess, quote unquote, indie drama. See, it feels weird saying about this movie because this feels a lot bigger. Yeah, I was um, going to say an indie drama still with feel... two leading guys that, that have been in some of the biggest movies. <laughs> yeah, but it's, but it's not a massive film, like for sure. Um, but yeah. it is weird seeing, like, you see Anthony Mackie and you're like, aren't you the Marvel guy? Why are you doing this small, cool, much smaller film? But I don't know, mate. He's just a guy who clearly wants to make cool shit. Um, but yeah like i was just invested in all that stuff and loved all the sci-fi stuff and i think kind of it was just a movie that kept me enamored really for out um it never went like too far away from its human core um which i really appreciated and like there's some really tense moments in this movie that really was like had me in the moment um some pretty emotional scenes as well towards the end i i will say like as far as the actual ending goes i liked it I think it could have been a bit better. I think they laid it on a bit too thick. And even as someone who was really invested in these characters, like I couldn't have been more invested for me watching it. I was kind of like, you've, you've laid it on a bit too thick. Like you're trying to get me to this point that is maybe a bit too past like where i'm willing to go if that makes sense um it was too obvious it, as well yeah yeah it was, just, it was very stereotypical like the actual final kind of couple of scenes i was like oh man you're really gonna go that stereotypical with the kind of like the hero arc of these movies that seem to always happen in sci-fi i was kind of like i really man, wanted I, bruce willis to pop on the screen and be like well baby <laughs> i'm gonna have to break that promise to you <laughs> yeah it's yeah it like it is oh i really hope people get the reference <laughs> i think they will like but, <laughs> That that was it sucks, man. Because I overall, I I think I love this movie. I really really liked it. Similar with Possessor for different reasons. Because Possessor was more like it made me feel dirty at times. I don't know if I could rewatch it. This was yeah. like this made me feel really emotional. It, it made me feel really sad. It really it really made me think about life a lot, which I really appreciated. And then kind of the final moments just laid on a bit too thick and a bit too stereotypical. So then when the second the the credit the credits hit, I was like you went a bit too far with it at the end but overall that was awesome um so yeah I, I, without getting into the sci-fi stuff just yet but what did you make of it overall well well it was funny because when i was watching it i thought to myself this is matt's movie version <laughs> of annihilation right when i watched annihilation like a couple of years ago and mm. i was like i got to the halfway point and i was like this might be the best movie ever made all right and then, yeah. and then like it just because it was everything in my wheelhouse and then yeah. it just and then it didn't stick the end in and like when i was oh, watching this i was like <laughs> oh this is this is like matt i can only imagine what he's going through right now yeah because cause yeah for me um I think I was probably a little bit of a step under you in terms of fully invested into it, but I was, I was fairly invested into it. You know, the two lead characters are phenomenal. I think kind of, like you say, um, the reason why I like this movie is the drama part yeah. of the, the kind of uh, various genres that it's tagged in. You know, this was a very good drama where I was invested in both the guys. I was invested in their lives and invested in their journey. Um, for me when we actually got kind of um more into the drug and kind of what it's about and the sci-fi side of things i was not a super big fan of the sci-fi um uh and it's gonna be hard to skirt over like without going into spoilers but i'm gonna try to um it's more the the rules like i'm, I'm a stickler for the rules and even when you get into like any sci-fi movie even if you can just kind of like <clears throat> give me something but it was just kind of like everything was so convenient for the plot they were trying to tell um and you know i can't go into that too much right now but um 
but then as well as that kind of when we actually got into the sci-fi and kind of the different um i guess i'll say set pieces kind of moments when we get into the sci-fi elements i didn't i didn't overly enjoy the way they looked as much as you did um i enjoyed the concept and i enjoyed kind of what they were trying to do with the sci-fi but yeah the actual um on-screen payoff i wasn't a super big fan of i was kind of like every time i was like so where are we now what are we experiencing and then kind of like it was gone and everything was just always crap as well and yeah. like and i was kind of like i don't really feel like that's fair that like every kind of <laughs> scenario we get into just sucks and like you know, I, I again, history, that, baby. I, I don't think it is. Right? <laughs> Where do you want to go back to last year? Because that was a hoot. <laughs> yeah, but you know, 2018 was great. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to um, go back to watching <laughs> Free from Hell for the first time. <laughs> I do. I really, really do. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, I just wasn't, um, you know, um, really into the sci-fi part of it like i say it, it, it more of the execution i really enjoyed the actual idea that they were going with but it was like wow that is really crazy there's no reason for that i don't really believe it and like you know it's one of these weird things where we watch movies that are always crazy um i was trying to think of one we watched recently where i mean even um uh the the vince vaughn one um freaky freaky like that's a dumb concept yeah. but it just kind of like perfectly explains itself and then gets going whereas with this one I, I just was never fully like oh okay so she's there now and this is going on i was like okay fine like that's weird and like yeah. do you know what i mean it, it took me away and it took me away enough to get me out of the movie and i think kind of like that's what happened and then and then yeah when we got towards the final scenes the drama wasn't as good when it got to the finale because it was very obvious where that drama was going and even though there was still some emotional parts you know this is ultimately about the two guys their friendship and the, these two guys figuring out what is important in life and what they're doing with their lives you know and the drama mm -hmm. and sci-fi that's going around them or going on around them is kind of secondary to that that real just human story of their emotions and i think kind of i really enjoyed it until we got to the point that the two of them are on the same page and you'll, mm. you'll know what I mean. And when yeah. the two of them are on the same page and, and then it was just very by the numbers and, and, and really the last 15 minutes of the movie was just way too what I expected it to be in this weird scenario that again, like, I don't know what that was meant to be fully. Really? And, and yeah, not really like, um, and you know, I guess we can go into that, but I just mm. kind of, you know, um, <clears throat> Like, I, I think I know what they were getting at, but it just, I, I just didn't like, I, I just didn't really like a lot of the, the, the sci-fi parts that are being created. So like, it's tough because I do, I do still like this movie. It sounds like I don't like it, but it just, it, the, the, it was the sci-fi that missed for me more than anything. And well, it was the drama say, that I love more than anything. Yeah, I, I want to pick up on you because you said about the rules. And I do think that, that is a really important point to make is like, one thing this movie does that I think is to its detriment is like, cause you said you're, you're a stickler for the rules. And I think this movie makes you a stickler for the rules because the character spends so long trying to explain the rules to us. 
And yeah. I think that's the problem where people talk about this all the time. I think a perfect example is when Inception happened, people were like, why did he spend so long trying to tell us what a dream within a dream meant and all this? And to me, those scenes were fantastic because they weren't like handholdy. They were still done in an entertaining way. Yeah, like all those scenes between Leo on a whiteboard. <laughs> no like it, it was it was really visually interesting and and, per, and people always joked about inception as like man the tutorial sucked and i was like i love those scenes yeah. then you get tenet which doesn't explain anything and i think that was too extreme and so mm. i would much rather them do explain it but do it in an entertaining way i think in synchronic they try way too hard to explain the rules and they don't do it in an entertaining way enough yeah and um, i think they do it too so late. i'm with you I on think, that point about I think, the rules I th- I think that's the other yeah. part of it, that we're discovering the rules after kind of like major events have happened. And like when that event first happened, I was like, oh, okay, this is weird. And like, um, yeah, I don't know. Just, just a few of the things missed. And like I said, I don't, I don't want to send too negative on it because I think the, the things I take away from it is the two lead actors. They were, they were mm. very powerful performances. We talk about it a lot recently, yeah. but I still don't think you can stop talking about it because when no, it's good, like it's it just makes a movie very enjoyable and i think the two of them were fantastic um i could just watch them uh, like doing paramedic you know them just in the back of an ambulance doing going going to calls and dealing with that and just just having their lives and then like going to the bar shooting the shit spending time with their family like i could just watch that as like a sitcom or not a sitcom as a, as a drama tv show well, there was um, so much going on as well, like that we haven't even got into. Like our lead character, Anthony Mackie, all the stuff mm, that he's dealing with. Like he finds mm, out something very important about himself mm, early on in this movie, and so he's dealing with that, um, as well as kind of what our other character, Jamie's character, is dealing with as well. Like there's yeah, so I, much going on here. I couldn't I believe how well written it was. Do, do you know what I mean, I would have quite liked that as a TV show drama mm. where there is no sci-fi where what's happening to the other character is just a normal real world reason why he's going through that trauma mm. and just, just not having that sci-fi part. And I know it's like a part of sci-fi that you're very into, but yeah, it was just kind of because it was the drama that I really enjoyed and was into. Um, so yes, you know, it's, it's a weird one where, like I say, I, I sound more negative than what I am because you know, the, the movie, but it, but it was weird because when I was watching it, I was super into it and then we got the sci-fi parts and I was just taken out of it because I'm taken away from the drama and we're just put into these weird scenarios that I just didn't overly enjoy and then I was thrown back into the world that I liked mm. and, it, and it's weird when you watch kind of you know it's, it's like watching an action movie and not enjoying the action you know and it's just kind of like it's the same with this like I enjoyed this sci-fi movie but not because of the sci-fi yeah it's difficult right especially when you're juggling all these different things i think that's why something like possessor worked so well for us because it was juggling many different genres that both worked for us like we yeah. both really liked the sci-fi we really liked the character work and we loved the horror in it and um, yeah. with this one like i'm obviously i like the sci-fi quite a bit more than you uh, than you by the sounds of it i i don't think it's perfect there's definitely some stuff if we were getting into full spoilers that i'd be more critical of um but I did think that it added this cool layer to the movie where I never really knew what was around the next corner. And I always love that about a sci-fi movie, especially when it uses these elements of sci-fi, um, where it's kind of like, okay, we've we've established a lot of different things in this world at this point about all these different characters. But because of this one element, the synchronic drug, um, they can kind of throw anything at you and never really know. And and i i do think that i i probably liked ugh, it's difficult right without talking spoilers but i i would say i probably liked a majority of I the things they did in that I but i didn't like them all. 
Yeah, I think yeah, I wouldn't mind going into spoilers because 100%. I think um because what yeah, we first we're, want we're not to spoiling the movie. Spoiling, yeah. yeah, we're not spoiling the movie as such, like the whole thing. So I think kind of like if we go into recommendations, then we can actually go into that sci-fi mm. a bit more. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, for me, I would highly recommend this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I think even though the ending didn't land for me, that was very much... They they were at that point for me with a lot of movies here where I was like, and exactly what you said, of like, if they nail that the ending, this is going to be a movie that I never shut up about. Yeah. And and so the fact that they didn't nail that, then you, you look back on the whole experience and you go, okay, I thoroughly yeah, enjoyed that. the cracks start to get bigger. Exactly, yeah. You're like, okay, there's other parts of this movie that I'm definitely not in love with, but the overall package was enough that i was still super happy watching this movie i think like when this movie ended and i was just sat there you know looking at the credits i was just thinking about so many different scenes about how many times the movie just really grabbed me emotionally and was kind of like because the movie ends very abruptly Mm. as well and sometimes that can be a really good thing because you don't want movies to drag on and you know have like really long endings but i kind of needed at least a scene or two to really just like decompose do you know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah, it was so heavy, the ending. And again, I think it goes too far trying to be too heavy emotional. And I needed a scene to just like sit back and chill for a bit. Mm. And and but um but overall, completely recommend this, like undoubtedly. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend this as well because what would you be your recommendation? Yeah, no, I, I I do recommend it. I think like I say, for me for me, this is still a solid, really good movie that just kind of like yeah, the drama I liked more than anything. I think the sci-fi will land with a lot of people. Um, it just didn't. It didn't fully with me. But like this is still like you know for me, you know like we don't slap scores on things. But it but it would be in the higher the higher part of scores. You know, it still mm. it would still be in like a seven eight region. It wouldn't you know it wouldn't be low for me. It's just the because of the because the sci-fi didn't land. It's still you know. But, but to see a movie that's still that high in the phase we're going through right now like that is a strong recommend right now because there's a hell of a lot of trash and this is certainly not that no um i guess going into like very mild spoilers this is Mm. only really talking about kind of what this movie is about it's obviously not Mm. but yeah like why is this a science fiction movie and so yeah full spoiler alert like what once we discover what synchronic it is it's basically that you can take to time travel (laughs) it's a time travel pill well it's a very specific one where you can you can only do that if you are in your adolescence because of some part of your brain that's not fully formed and so i think as an adult you will get different drug experience and this is like a synthetic drug that you can buy over a counter um but if you're if you're an adolescent you will time travel (laughs) which was like i say that was the bit for me that was just a bit too batshit crazy (laughs) (laughs) where where i was like okay so this is a time traveling drug like i needed i needed like a delorean with a flux capacitor like i don't know i needed i needed something to grind me a bit more than this drug and then um i loved the guy who was explaining it because he told it in such a believable way the way it was delivered to to where i i listened to it and the first time i heard it i was like that makes perfect sense and then about five minutes later i was like wait no it fucking doesn't (laughs) what am i talking about because when he was explaining it i was like this is the crock of shit oh it was so good he sold me such a dream on it where he was like well you know how like your consciousness can go i was like yeah he was like well we've got it so with kids their physical form actually and i was like yeah it makes perfect sense (laughs) christ you'd have been 
been taking the drugs straight away. <laughs> I'd have been like, nah, mate, you can go you can go sell that to some other mug. My brother loves time travel. <laughs> like, I went, I won't get involved in that. Oh man, I was I was buying his whole stock. It was uh, <laughs> I tell you what I tell you what the part for me that, that kind of irked me because I don't want to I don't want to kind of keep on at it, but it so was when shit about this film. But it was when bloody um what's what's um what's our lead's character name? Which one, Anthony or Jamie? Anthony. Anthony Steve. 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 It's when Steve buys like ten of them. Yeah. And then it just so conveniently happens these are the only ones left on the planet Earth. <laughs> um, like, that wasn't that ridiculous. Oh no, but it was just so convenient that he was just sat there with these ten. Um, but I, but getting beyond that, I think I think the thing for me was the, trying to nitpick now. <laughs> yeah, it was it was when we were getting to the time travel, and mm. so when he when he first when where does he first go? He just takes it on his couch and he, he ends up a, in a swamp. Yeah, he ends up in a swamp and mm-hmm. and then there's like a guy that's coming towards him and an alligator, then he kind of steps yep. back and it was very jarring. Mm. And it was that wasn't, you know, it wasn't bad, but it was like, okay, that's that's very strange. And then kind of he takes it again and he goes to like Ice Age. Yeah. Um and there's a caveman trying to fuck him. I was up. so I was so happy when I saw the woolly mammoth. Honestly, I, I was, was like, yes, I was, I was really happy when we saw the woolly mammoth. But <laughs> but then and like I I assume that this is like some like hidden meaning or whatever that they're trying to get at. But basically, wherever he time travels, yeah, this part makes no sense to me at all. Some person just instantly hates him and wants to murder him. Oh, and okay. Like, something different. What were you gonna? Well, I was just talking about like the the fact that it is very much oh, if you take it sitting on your couch, you go to this time period. But if you take it two feet away, you go to a completely different time period. Yeah, well, that was that was very odd, and yeah, it didn't make any sense. And then yeah, but it was just the fact that like every time he time traveled, like why couldn't he have just like ended up at a party where everyone was having a good time? Like he, that'd be fun. In the well, but, but he always <laughs> just ended up at like murder house where like, and it yep. just it just kind it's of horror film, mate. it's not a horror film. <laughs> Because um, he doesn't actually end up at a murder house, but it's just like whenever, like, yeah, just everyone hates him whenever he goes anywhere, and it just I felt find that odd. But, but yeah, it was clear. One thing that I did think was clever though was that, um, again, not to go into full spoilers, but he's ultimately deciding to do this time travel because he's trying to find you know someone, and kind of when I was watching it, I was like, well, how on earth he's in his living room and he's moved like two feet and he's gone to the ice age to like you know um whatever the other one was a swamp you know hundreds of years ago i was like how on earth is he going to get to the right time and place to find this individual and and i hadn't Mm. i clicked maybe two minutes before we actually got to the point where he kind of went where he needed to go and i was like oh yeah no that's quite clever actually like i kind of I hadn't thought of that, and then I kind of thought of it just before he did, and kind of felt a bit clever for thinking of it quicker. If you know what I mean, I wasn't there the whole time, and and I did, you know, I did, I did like that, and I think kind of, you know, that that made some sense. But I think for me as well, it was the visuals of him kind of disappearing and reappearing. I didn't, I I didn't find it overly strong. Like I think you probably quite enjoyed it, but I I didn't really like that visual. I think I would have preferred like more of a quick snap. And I can see why they did that fade in because it was kind of like used quite heavily throughout. But I just didn't, it, you know, when he when he kind of um, fades away, it is like a drug trip where he's slowly fading into the other world. But he slowly becomes like invisible and kind of 
just parts of him starts to slowly disappear like he's dissolving in water and i think kind of like yeah i just i just wasn't a huge fan of that visual yeah I, that wasn't my favorite i thought that was okay like mm-hmm. i that was very much a oh, okay i'm watching a sci-fi movie on a smaller budget like that yeah was i just kind of had to deal with but i thought everything else i, I wanted, like i wanted like I, skynet i wanted lightning and then to just land in a ball naked. <laughs> That's what I wanted. like i liked the effect of when a room would suddenly change around him i thought that looked yeah cool. that looked good that um looked good. i completely agree with you that when he's like clipping in and out which you see mm. multiple times especially towards the end mm. um and then, again that's one of my problems with the end and not really landing is like yeah i don't think that effect looks very good yeah um that's one of the only ones but to, to go back to your point when you said about um when he goes just in back in time and kind of everyone always hates him mm. like obviously i know you're kind of like nitpicking and like mm. i i do think like i've said before i think i don't really have a problem with that because it's a movie it needs to go so i don't really want to see like the 10 times he takes the drug and just nothing happens but mm. the, the one thing i will say in defense of that is i really liked the fact that this was set in louisiana um oh yeah and it made it sense the fact, because like... it was it was you have this black character going back in time in this state which has like a very specific history towards black people um yeah. and i thought that worked really well um in kind of yeah all the if a caveman sees that. you in the ice age he's just going to try and fuck you up exactly like. and then like there's there's clan stuff there's civil war stuff like i thought all of that stuff to mm. me worked so well because it was set in this one place mm. even the swamp stuff i was like oh yeah like swamps louisiana like i and like <laughs> like early on there's a bit where someone's like well this snake hasn't been seen here for two decades and they're on the second floor like i liked how much it was tied to this one state like i don't know to me this worked well and and it worked better because it was the... set in louisiana. if this was set in new york it wouldn't have made anywhere near as much sense to me as nah. it did because it was set in Louisiana. Oh, no, definitely, because that, that's kind of like a place in America that does have this history timeline where it's changed mm. quite a bit. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, the Civil War thing that you touched upon, I, I think I really, like, I think that aesthetic more than anything didn't land for me. It felt, it felt like a future war zone instead of a historical war zone. It felt very much like a World War Two, didn't it? Yeah, it, yeah, and I think, and I, and I think that's why. Like, and again, like it's, you know, <laughs> the Civil War was was a long time ago. No one really knows what it looked like, and people are just putting their own visual take on it. But it just it felt too, yeah, modern, and and it didn't it didn't feel like the Civil War to me. And at points when we saw like bodies, I I, I was like, are we splicing somewhere, or are the, or is this where like a load of the um drug takers ended up because they all took it in a similar location because because loads of because loads of people that were dead looked like they were in modern clothes well that makes perfect sense that would that would make sense wouldn't it yeah but i i feel like i've given it too much of a hard pass there because they were certainly not they weren't all that but it was yeah it was that's cool though that's a cool little thing where i think i didn't think about that at Mm. all but like if there is two or three people that are in modern clothing that would be a cool take on it to be like oh that makes sense because she did she did take it, it like a, a drug yeah, a den, but then, but then, like, but yeah, well, she's the only person in the story that's gone missing, as far as we're aware of. Yeah, and even then, like, she, where she actually is, where he finds it, isn't at the drug den either. So, like, you know, it's it's in a completely different location. Um, but yeah, it's it's a strange one. Like I say, <clears throat> it's it's one of those where I could easily see me going one way or another. Like, I've ended up more of a nitpicker kind of bringing this movie down whereas like you know again like you know all joking aside like if we look at a movie like upgrade like i don't give a shit about the movie's faults because i just i just kind of was in it 
and I think kind of like that and like I say like again with like Annihilation it was the same sort of thing and I think like with this for me because it was a little bit shorter those those bits then just chip chip away at the armor a little bit more yeah that's totally fair enough like I see that point for sure um but yeah I think because I think with sci-fi especially it's one of those the I think one of the most genres really that like because everything is so high concept it, it, it oh, is yeah, yeah like it's, it's the domino effect it's, mm. so, that can easily happen in sci-fi movies yeah. and like especially ones that like i haven't liked it probably is that case of like well certain things kind of tick you off early on and then it all starts to unravel and yeah we're, oh, i'm glad we're of us are that type of person are we yeah. that we like to kind of go through and be like oh well this thing doesn't make sense and this thing doesn't make sense but it just does sometimes happen doesn't it yeah definitely i think like you look at black mirror and like mm. there are so many episodes of Black Mirror that can hit or miss. And I think loads of different people will have a different favorite episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. And like the episodes that we dislike the most are probably some people's favorites and, mm. and, and the opposite, you know, our favorites. And, you know, and I think that's what is so weird about sci-fi. And that's why, like, I would struggle talking about sci-fi every week. Yeah. Because I think like, you know, with, with horror, you've got some core things that you can kind of cling on to. But yeah, with sci-fi, it's so high concept you know the if it's not high concept it's not good sci-fi yeah <laughs> you know if it's something you've seen before then it's not exactly great sci-fi yeah um but yeah just kind of wrapping up our discussion on this movie actually i remember we had a, a question on twitter from paul um who said um what did you think of the marvel announcement um so he was kind of talking about this movie and basically with these directors we talked about how they had done The Endless, was a movie from a few years back. They had done Twilight Zone last year. Obviously, mm-hmm. now this movie. And they are now both tapped to be part of the Moon Knight um, MCU TV show, um, which is obviously one of their many upcoming TV shows in 2022. Um, it's a character that I know literally nothing about. Because, yeah. Um, yeah, we, we <clears throat> haven't read hardly any comics and certainly not this deep um but obviously i know these guys are attached i know the mcu and i know that i think oscar isaac is going to be the lead in that show as well um so for all of those reasons based upon this movie I, i'm really excited like these guys and to me are really good sci-fi guys and I think, yeah i'm hoping Moon Knight is more sci-fi focused well i think that's the werewolf one right because by the name is it i have not i literally don't know anything I think about it's, the I, <laughs> I mean i, I might be very wrong thing. <laughs> but i thought it was something to do with werewolves because i thought one of their projects <laughs> was something to do with werewolves and the fact that this is called moon Knight, i've taken a big swing here but i i i feel i i feel comfortable um, um is there a comic called werewolf by night um okay, he's been compared to batman um so what you're saying is oscar isaacs is playing a werewolf I think, I think that's what you've said and i'm i'm down for that <laughs> the 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 wikipedia <laughs> entry for moon knight starts with four paragraphs which i'm not going to read right now but <laughs> i can't tell you if that is true or false but yeah like i say i trust the mcu yeah. and yeah. Um, i definitely trust oscar as an as an actor and i definitely trust these guys based upon this movie and i also should say as well like because i love this i loved um twilight zone i i'm definitely going to check out the endless because mm. everyone really seemed to really like that film at the time yeah um and it seems like really up my alley so i'm definitely going to check that out in the coming could weeks. be searching um, part two it could be um but yeah that is our discussion on synchronic uh, we will take a short break and we will be right back
So yeah, I had said obviously at the start of the show um, that I had watched an 80s classic for the first time. What's the scene, um, bro? Yeah, this is a <clears throat> release, um, which is one of your ones, and it is the seminal classic Robocop. Hell yeah. How have you not seen Robocop, man? I know, like, obviously I've seen bits of Robocop, like, obviously know the character Robocop, but I definitely had never sat down and properly watched Robocop. It wasn't what you expected, was it? No, and I don't know <laughs> what I expected. It's such a weird, unique film, and I can totally see why it has lasted for as long as it is, because to even, like, we've obviously, we have these stupid genre films. Uh, week, it seems I like. wish, I'm just going to say, I wish I was going to bring in a Robocop reference when we were talking about this movie. <laughs> No way. What were you going to say? I really was. Well, because it's all the drugs. And like, oh, and I said, right. like, oh, this weird drug is doing different things. And, and we don't really know what the sci-fi is for ages. And I mm. nearly said, yeah, Robocop could have turned up and we'd have just been in Detroit. And I didn't. <laughs> and God damn it. That would have been so weird. <laughs> oh, it would have been brilliant. But I decided that it just wasn't worth it. Because why would we be talking about Robocop this week? Here we are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why not? Any week is worth it. But yeah, yeah like it's like I was saying, like, yeah, to kind of quantify what this movie is as like a genre, it just feels like a fool's errand because it is it is very oh, action. It's it's horror, it's hmm. it's so many different things. But um, you know, first and foremost, thoroughly enjoyed the movie. It was mm-hmm. awesome. Um, had an absolute blast with it obviously knowing kind of oh, okay it's a dude in a metal suit but like to get to that point i didn't know anything about the backstory of the characters mm-hmm. i didn't know that it was primarily like a revenge story um or anything like that you nice. know so like even early on when like the cop just gets like brutally murdered i was like jesus christ like that really as well yeah 100 percent um so like even though yeah i knew the general gist of it there was still so many scenes that caught me off guard and was just thoroughly entertained by it um so first and foremost love the movie but kind of the thing that i want to highlight more is this hour release um because this to me might be their best release so far um and again not talking about the love for the movie because they've released other movies that i love much more than this but as far as an actual overall package this is like 10 out of 10 as best as good as it gets obviously it's like the classic limited edition boxes that we love that very much kind of sit on your shelf and, and match all the other ones which are great at this point like you get the book that's a big old boy but, though in it as well yeah it's one of the big ones the limited <clears throat> edition ones um two disc obviously uh, multiple versions of the movie but what's kind of incredible is like the history of this movie and the different versions of it yeah. um because one thing there's going- like a 15 minute feature isn't it just showing you yeah. the tv stuff oh it's so good yeah like, it's brilliant <laughs> one of the things that so confused me about this was like i remember robocop as a kid i remember you liking it as a kid and mm. i remember it like kids have the toys i remember vaguely there being a cartoon like i in my mind i was always like robocop equals child friendly yeah and so like when i watched this and obviously seeing like the 18 rating on it i was like how did i misremember that so poorly and the fact of the matter is i didn't misremember it poorly there is my version which made this movie famous which are basically very kid friendly i Um, think i because yeah i grew up really liking robocop i've seen all hmm. the sequels and everything um and uh I don't think I've seen this version until the hour of release because when I watched oh, it God, yeah. on the release, I was like, wow, this movie is violent. Yeah. I was like, I do not remember this as a kid. And and no. yeah, that's because I didn't remember it as a kid. Because yeah, I um yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it as a kid. And I remember thinking that like this was the lighter version of Terminator. 
Yeah. Whereas this is the more hardcore version of Terminator. Well, exactly. But the TV version absolutely was yeah, extremely. Yeah, yeah it's very fascinating. Like, yeah, the history of that and this this Arrow collection does such a good job of, of to someone that me who who knew almost nothing about this. Mm. I watched the director's cart, um, which was super gory. And mm. then I obviously read a bit of the book and watched a few of the extras and learning about basically, yeah, the director's cut, which is available now, contains the edits from the original movie where when they first got it rated, it was an X rating in the States. Mm. Um, they cut about five, uh, about five different scenes, mostly like you would know the scenes, obviously. Um, yeah, you know, probably when, when his to... arm gets shot to pieces. Yes. And... <laughs> when the when the um when the robot just absolutely annihilates this dude in like the board meeting which was great um and then later the stuff where the guy basically turns into toxic waste which was incredible yeah. um yeah i remember those, none of that <laughs> yeah so all of those scenes are are obviously way more graphic in the director's cut they were there in the theatrical cut just not as graphic um but yeah so then this version obviously has a theatrical cut but then you get to the tv versions which are incredible it kind of aired i believe in 1990 in the states but it even says in this booklet about the first uk airing which was on itv um in 1994 and that was the second heavily edited tv version and for people who kind of don't know anything about this like it's not just violence is cut scenes are specifically changed scenes mm. are cropped there is nudity which is completely cropped out there is cg bras put on characters to stop nudity um swearing is dubbed you know characters that say fuck say frick um yeah, there is actual wild. alternate takes that are used like the scene towards the end that i just said about with a guy in the toxic waste which is a really graphic scene and he just yeah, gets destroyed by the car um the car swerves around him and he doesn't die <laughs> they filmed a different version and they used it in the tv edit there's multiple bits where when characters get shot loads and the blood squibs explode they also shot different takes where they just mimed the action and there was no blood and they used that in the tv version so it's like it is literally there's like four different versions of this movie which are mm. all so different and it's like it's almost unbelievable because it feels like they knew at the time like that the fact that they shot like less violent versions on purpose um let alone obviously the dub in and the covering up of nudity. But yeah, like it blows me away that I for so long thought Robocop was something else and, and not, not even something else. Like I just didn't understand the history. Yeah. What you um, thought was correct. Yeah. I think <laughs> such a good job of explaining that to me. And yeah, hundred yeah, percent. It's not like it's not like that whole was it the Mandela effect where you misremember something. Like yeah, it's exactly. not that. Because you know, it's just we all saw a version I mean. of Robocop which yeah. was graphic version when i watched that version that's genuinely what i thought until i got into the extras because i remember like i think i even said to you because i didn't watch the extra straight away i was like yeah. wow robocop is violent and i was like i do not remember it being this violent then i watched like the yeah. speeches like oh i saw the itv version when i was young and because it was the very censored version and that makes sense yeah and it was just like i remember when this arrow release and it was kind of like well, why is arrow releasing this <laughs> like yeah. i was like oh, okay it's this cool thing that like kids like but I, I never even remotely put it in the category of obviously horror or violence or anything like that but yeah this is blown away and like you say and it even has the you can watch the full 90 minute tv version if you want on this um is which is just there? like an extra it's in standard def and then yeah it has like an actual yeah it is like the full version um and then it has like what you said is split split screen comparisons where it has comparisons between the director's cut and the theatrical cut which is very minimal so i don't think that's really worth it but then it has the difference between theatrical cut and the edited for tv version which is 
like you say, I, I think that alone, I don't know if anyone's kind of put that on YouTube or anything as an extra, but like it is worth just watching that to see the amount of changes. Like it's unbelievable. Um, so yeah, I just had an absolute blast with this. For me, this is one of, if not the best hour release for that reason. Like, yes, the movie's great and I thoroughly enjoyed watching the movie, but I learned so much about like the history of Robocop from this release, um, which is like it's exactly fine. what you want, I think, from these old releases. Oh, definitely. Um, but yeah, you, you said you'd watch something else as well this week. I did. I um, I watched myself a little uh, movie that also has multiple cuts um, and is very, very famous <laughs> for having multiple cuts of a movie. Um, I watched the one and only Dawn of mm. the Dead. Um, nice. And um, yeah, the uh, so this was the second site version. I got myself the, the crazy edition. Um, it's funny because this week they've announced a really nice version, which Have is... They? Yeah, so it's so it's basically the 4K version without all the add-ons, so without like the books and the CDs and all of this stuff. Oh, okay, cool. And it's 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 only thirty pound, hmm. and you get but you get all you get the theatrical cut, the extended cut, and the Argento cut all in 4K for thirty pound. Right. I think that is a deal. Hmm. Like if you haven't if you didn't pick up the big bad boy, I think that is worth it. Like I almost was like, oh, how much was nice. the other one? like 80 right and what do you get extra you get the novel you get a giant like book all about it and you get like four cds of all like the soundtracks and stuff so you don't get Um, any extra like discs of extras i don't think so because this has the fourth disc as well so i think in terms of video like tv content you get Mm. no difference right and it's a crazy price difference so yeah Mm. i think it's a really good deal like obviously the the one i've got is quite limited which is nice and everything i think they only made five thousand um right whereas like obviously this is just more of a wider spread one but yeah but yeah i um and i think again like with dawn of the dead there there is the the three kind of cuts the theatrical cut the extended cut and the argento cut and i've really only ever seen the theatrical cut because over the years whenever i've got an edition of it the good version the arrow had all of these on but the the blu-ray version was the theatrical and all the others were less definition but obviously with this release all versions are 4k Mm. which is awesome so like do they go into that because obviously finding these original like camera negatives can be almost impossible yeah they, they do um so like it is hilarious because yeah the way they've had to do it is is um it it, it, like the, the the like the the um descriptions you know like normally it's like oh we got the real and we did it in 4k like the yeah. description of how they get like the extended cut was just so weird where they're like oh it's a what is it a, an extended cut color reversal reversal into negative right so that's a cut a cut color reversal into negative <laughs> sure but yeah i mean so so yeah i i ended up watching the extended cut this time right um and um yeah i mean it's weird because yeah the the, first of all like it in 4k just looks mind-blowing i said to you um like i don't think the people when they shot this could see the visuals like this with their own eyes Mm -hmm. like i don't think colors were that vibrant in the 70s like (laughs) in the mall and everything like it was just it's just kind of insanity and then um but actually, watching this this the uh, the the extended cut, I think um, one of the biggest things I think with all of these cuts is the music more than anything. 
because um, there is less of the music that you know and love in the extended cut, even the scenes that you know are there. Um, and, and I think the scenes that are extended didn't add a lot for me. So, like, having watched the theatrical cut a lot and now the extended cut once, I would not watch the extended cut again. Like, it wasn't it wasn't a significantly lesser than experience, not at all. Um, but it was, it was a slightly lesser than like it, the extra minutes didn't warrant the, the things that were lost. Um, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a massive thing. It wasn't until afterwards that I kind of thought about it that I was like, Oh yeah, it wasn't, it didn't quite have, you know, that the, the songs in that I wanted more than anything. And like the extra, I don't know, six minutes just, just didn't add anything that much. Like there was a scene where I'd be like, Oh, that was an extra sentence or two, but there wasn't anything that special. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, it, but, but yeah, you talk about releases, like it's one of the best releases I've ever seen. Mm. Like um, having those three 4K discs, you then have an entire Blu-ray full of crazy features that I've not got stuck into yet. And then um, you, you, then you have all of these music discs, the, 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 the full film as a novel, and then this giant, you know, like the Arrow books, it's probably like three times the size of one of those. <clears throat> um the book all about it. it's like yeah i can't wait to get stuck into all of that goodness um and i'm interested because i've never seen the argento cut yeah and because I don't, he was I don't heavily, think I have either. no well i think none neither of us would because like i say we've never like if yeah, it was we, definitely whenever, arrow blu-ray release sorry it's definitely in dvd format on the arrow blu-ray yeah release. and i think that's why whenever we've whenever we've had chance to watch those it's always with the new shiny version is the theatrical Whereas, like, I really respect that Second Sight went all in on all versions. Mm. I and mean, I think that's fantastic. And like I say, for that new price that they've put out there, I, I think that is that is a great deal for people to pick up. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it, so, yeah, it was a good time. It is so weird about the different versions. Because, yeah, like, I just, I love the theatrical version of Dawn of the Dead. And mm. I, I, I can't even remember if I've seen the extended version. But it's like, with a lot of extended versions, it is very much that case of, okay, well, there's 10 minutes. You know, like, Midsummer is, like, a recent example of, like, okay, it's, like, 10, 15 minutes more. There's a couple of cool scenes. But, like, do you need it? Not really. And it's, yeah. not, the, it's not the version of the movie you fell in love with. Um, whereas I think what's interesting with this Robocop one, the theatrical and the director's cut are the same film. It's just the same scenes, but more violent. And so that's kind of what I loved about this release is, like, it doesn't... Obviously, the TV version is a completely different story, but like the actual two versions that they sell on this Arrow version, mm. it's almost like it's cool that they that they put the theatrical version on there because obviously that's what a lot of people s- saw. But mm. like it, the, the director's cut makes it completely irrelevant because it's like, well, do you well, want the exact same scenes but slightly more violent? The answer is going to be yes. I think that's the thing that's very interesting about Dawn of the Dead because I think that's the thing director's cut is what you want mostly mm. more than anything. Yeah, because that is you know the visionary's first take on it what he wanted mm. to put in front of your eyeballs yeah the extended cut is not the director's cut traditionally and, and, no it's like oh here's some deleted scenes and we've yeah, like re-edited it you into know, the movie romero romero went on record to say the theatrical cut is his version yeah that's what i you thought know? Yeah. so so that's why like that is the version that sticks with a lot of people so i think kind of that's what's interesting whereas with robocop if you sat the director down, he'd say, no, I want, I want my violent director's cut. I, 100%. You know, it was just, they got an X rating. So we had yeah. to cut shit out. It's like Rob Zombie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's, what's great about something like this is obviously back then it was so different. Whereas now they wouldn't have a problem. He would just get to make the movie he wanted to make. Um, mm. 
but uh it was interesting watching this how like the quality clearly dipped in those slight moments of extra violence because yeah. and it even says in the book here about how they obviously had the original negative sourced for the theatrical cut whereas the director's cut those extra violent scenes the negatives were never found um so it was scanned from some lower generation positive elements it says and so yeah. it basically says there is an unavoidable subtle shift in picture quality throughout these scenes we sincerely hope these shifts do not affect your enjoyment of the overall film yeah. and i, I love, love that, that they though. Yeah, and like I that thought that was awesome. Yeah, because yeah. I, I, to me, it was like as a first time viewer, I could clearly tell those were the scenes that added, and I really liked that. It just added an extra element of like, oh, there's that two seconds of extra violence that you normally wouldn't get. Um, yeah, so it was yeah, like those I fun just, moments. I'm blown they, away by when this. They, when they did the HDification of Friends and you had the odd scene where they missed it, that was always, yeah. that was always my favorite back in the day. Yeah, there's always so many like weird moments, isn't there? Like, I love the Hellraiser stuff with like how oh, you can just see people that brilliant. weren't on screen initially. <laughs> it's so good. Um, but yeah, just a thoroughly great time, really, watching some classic movies. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it for this week because we've gone pretty long. Like we we can talk about One Division next week because it's not going anywhere. Um, I watched Terminator. I loved again. it. It was great. Can't wait to watch more. Um, <laughs> that's my short. <laughs> of course you did <laughs> what, what's your short review on on one division one sentence i really thought you could ask me about terminator 2 um but but yeah no i no. think uh, <laughs> uh one one division's great yeah like uh, by especially when we got to episode two it, it sucked me and i think it was very clever doing the two episodes together because episode one i was asking myself what mm. the hell is this season going to be and then at the end of episode two i now understand a, a little bit more what they're going to be doing yeah yeah, for sure. I, I wish it was almost free because I think going into the third one, it's going to feel obviously with it changing to color, it's very much going to feel like an easier watch now. But yeah, I just loved it. I can't wait for mm. more, man. Um, it's, it's so good. Disney keeping us busy at least, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, that is pretty much it for this week. Next week, oh baby, it's the one I've been looking forward to for a very long time. It's Psycho Gorman. <laughs> Psycho Gorman time, baby. Hopefully everyone watches it over the coming weekend. I know I will be watching it at least once. Um, hopefully multiple times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I can't wait, man. I'm so excited. It's, it's nice to have like a big release that I'm like genuinely looking forward to. It's going to so. be such a journey. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to have some drinks for that one for sure. Um, but yeah, that was episode 231. Uh, thanks for listening as always. And we'll see you again very soon. See you later, everyone. Shut up, I can't Mainly because I never could And how could I start that?